0: what up and welcome to a podcast with mo i am mo this is episode 221 on this episode i'm joined by forgotten one we talk about the patreon merch shop drugs interviewing sales san antonio music talk underground diamonds more music talk video game basketball social media and a bunch of other shit thanks for checking us out Podcast with Mo. What up? Uh, first things first, consider going to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash a podcast with Mo. Give any amount of money a month to get early access to the podcast. Give enough money, you can get shouted out like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, and Marshall the Dharma Initiative bear powwow. I don't know what happened. It said he's still a patron, but he didn't pay. So I'm guessing his card declined. Maybe he got a new card because he's balling. He ain't fucking broke like that. But uh, so I guess I'll shut out Pow out wow for now. We'll see what happens over this next month. You know, he could have he might have bounced on us. We'll see. Um, but anyway, uh, think about it. Also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast I'll put a link to both of these places in the description of the podcast to make it easy for you to give us money. Um, so think about it. All right. Uh, this episode, I'm calling a rapper slash artist by the name of Forgotten One um i know his real name i just don't know if he wants me to give it out here so we'll ask him uh i believe he is out of san antonio these days but he's from somewhere else so i just don't remember where um so anyway we'll we'll get all into it but he has an album coming out today i believe uh so that's what we plan on talking about so uh let's give him a call uh, so how's it go man
1: it's going good bro how you doing
0: i'm good i'm good uh you know uh, a week closer to christmas i get two weeks off for christmas so that's all i'm thinking nice. about. Uh for sure what do you do bro i do like uh T- it work like fix computers for a school it's super uh super boring but very easy
1: <laughs> well it makes sense because you seem like a tech savvy dude
0: yeah i i mean honestly i've learned a lot through this job i i was like computer literate before and all that you know but like i didn't i would never taken apart a computer and swapped out the parts and shit but i do that all the time now so
1: uh that's crazy that's probably pretty interesting
0: yeah well you said it was boring so maybe not (laughs) well it's boring in a good way uh like i get to spend a lot of like a lot of days (laughs) if you see me on twitter all day it's because that day i didn't have a lot to do but then there's other days where it's like i have a fuckload to do and you won't see me on twitter at all so it goes so you get
1: plenty of time promote your fan base but
0: yeah my my 13 yeah, fans <laughs> or however many i'm up to uh yeah man so the main reason you're calling in today uh you know i said your artist name is forgotten one when i introed you here now i know your real name but you might be one of those people that don't want to give people your real name like i don't tell people my real name i mean i do but I, like no one calls me that in real life so i don't really yeah like none
1: of the internet up. friends
0: uh. right exactly Well, even in real life no <laughs> like my real name is aaron but no one calls me aaron and like only people i work with like those are the only people in my whole adult life everyone else calls me mo so So
1: everybody calls you mo
0: yeah yeah so in high school and junior high everyone called me Mosier because that's my last name and then when we all started smoking weed uh they just started calling me mo because you know you you're so stoned Mosier's too long and then and that's when (laughs) it became so So you've been a owner since day one then. uh i actually didn't start until like a couple weeks after my 18th birthday so maybe that's why i'm still really a cut. that's interesting like a little smart you know but like i'm definitely uh have some memory <laughs> issues uh Yeah, my best friend at the time in high school, he got kicked out of his dad's house. And so he was moving home with his Uh mom and me and another one of my friends. We were doing concurrent enrollment. So I was like, hey, man, I need you to go with me to help my friend move out of his house. And he was like, all right, man. And on the way back, we just all got this conversation where we were like, isn't it funny how everyone acts like everyone's going to ask you to do drugs? And like, no one's ever asked me to do drugs. And like, we're like, (laughs) cool. Like, we're like, we're like cool kids. Like, no one asks us to do drugs. Like, uh, Crazy. that's that's strange. And then the guy who was giving us a ride was like, "Oh, my brother goes to OU, and he can get us some pot." You know, it was one of those things. And then that guy actually didn't. But through that, we just started thinking about it a lot. So like us non. Yeah we didn't even do drugs like went out of our way to be like we want to let's find it and then pretty quickly the peer
1: pressure wasn't even
2: that
0: right and then we very quickly we found a guy who could get some and uh we bought it and all me and all my friends we all tried it together at the same time some people liked it i hated it the first time it's not like hated it but i was like i don't get what the big deal is and everyone else was acting crazy you know like how everyone did you
1: did you not get high your first time
0: Uh, maybe a little, but not really, you know, not really. Um,
1: that's what they say, right? I don't know if you heard of that where like they say you don't get high your first
0: time. That is what they say. I I don't believe that theory. I think for me, it was just some, uh, it was some shitty pot it was in this metal pipe that like 12 of us were were sharing a bowl you know i didn't really probably smoke enough and uh but the next day one of my good friends who i knew did smoke weed i told him and he was pissed and he was like fuck that bro we're getting hot tomorrow we're getting so fucked up and then the next day i got you the
1: bomb shit too yeah yeah
0: the next day me and him got <laughs> fucking stoned and then i smoked like every day after that for like months like from the get like just immediately did with, you like,
1: ever did you ever stop at all
0: uh yeah, I've stopped a few times. Uh, I mean, I've been arrested back whenever it was illegal. I mean, it's still legal, but it's like medicinally legal here in Oklahoma now. Um, but I was arrested. Yeah. So like in those times, I would have to quit for like four or five months. But like even then, you would think like you would just quit forever because you got arrested. But I just can't. Um, and maybe that's on me. But. Uh, all my high school friends were like, uh, dude, we thought you were going to kill yourself till you started smoking pot. So I always took it. as like, <laughs> It was it was
1: Still it works for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It helps me out. Yeah. Honestly,
1: I'm one of those people that like it just doesn't work for me, dude. Like, I think, you know, I don't smoke weed a lot. But it's interesting because you mentioned you started smoking when you were 18. Right. For me, I started super young at like, I think 13 was the first time I... I don't know if that's super young, but like... No, it is. You know, longer long, than you, at least, right? But um, yeah, so I used to smoke. I used to smoke. Sorry, I used to smoke every day back in the day. And then something happened to where I quit for like six months. And ever since then, every time I smoke, I just... It never felt good. And so um, I'll smoke here and then like with the late at night type shit. But besides then, dude, I, I don't really smoke.
0: Yeah. I, almost all my friends who um, started really young, they seem to get out of it or they begin into like the really hardcore drugs. You know, it goes one of two ways, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I didn't get into
1: that. So I think I'm cool for now.
0: <laughs> right. And, and I don't really do drugs, but I'm definitely not someone who judges someone for doing them. You know, like I see people on no, Twitter, like they'll be like, quit glorifying drug use. And I'm like, honestly, I want to do drugs like every day. I just don't because I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. So and I'm for, not going like, to be
1: responsible. Like, I'm on the same page as you. I don't judge anybody that does drugs, but as far as hip hop goes, I think there is some issues there. But um, I'm one of those guys that, like, I still haven't done mushrooms and I've been, like, waiting to do it. You know, I just haven't had the opportunity. But that that and possibly acid, I'm still, like, on the fence about it. But, like, those two things I definitely want to do before my life is over. But, like, I'm trying to find the right time. Like, you know, I have kids. So I feel like I don't want that shit to fuck me up. Right. But at the same time I was talking with my wife the other day, I'm like, and I'm also like angry and frustrated around you guys. I wonder if I need something like that to like, be cooler. You know, I don't know. But I mean, eventually, you'll definitely, I mean, I don't regret
0: any of my drug, um, trials i guess i will call them throughout my life (laughs) because i personally i always came at it with like hey come on man let's not get addicted like me telling myself right like i've tried some shit that like people are like oh my god i can't believe it but i just was saying from the get like i knew it was great and i was like i don't tell me where we bought it i don't want to know i don't need to know (laughs) it's just today this is fun um you know mushrooms are a good time i will say the first time i did it i i i don't know each time's like more of an adventure at its eye opening you know it's not really a drug it really is like it changes your outlook on life and not always in a good way like i would say the last time i did it me and the person did it it kind of ended with like being more negative like fuck the world does suck which it does you know so um,
1: but see that's what scares me i don't want to think that way
0: Right. And you don't really have control over it, you know, um, and then everyone wants to control stuff differently. Uh, you know, like some people only want to stay inside. Some people only want to go outside. And it's like, I don't know. Everyone acts yeah. like there's all these fucking rules, but there's not. Um, if you want to LSD, uh, listen, the best of episode 12 coming out in a couple weeks. weeks. Uh, skinny was oh, skinny was going crazy. Um,
1: Still, so the best of episode. That- Like you go through all the podcasts and find the best shit or what is that?
0: Um, we, I just like, so like the first of best of music episode went through the music episode one, two, and three, and then found the best songs off Mm -hmm. that. So it just picks the best songs off three episodes. It's just an excuse for us to make another, uh, episode basically.
1: Oh, gotcha. No, I've seen the best of the best. I didn't know. I thought you were talking about maybe like the podcast. Differently. Uh, no, I mean, I've thought about since I have like all this, I have the whole
0: entire Adobe suite of software and I don't really um, know how to make videos and shit yet. Like, you know, I do this with the audio fairly easily, but yeah. I have thought about, I really need to learn the video aspect. And then I probably could go back and just clip out some of the best moments from the podcast into little videos. But man, that'd that's be a, pretty cool. I think it's like a lot of work and it's not like a lot of work if that's all I did, yeah. but it's like, I'm trying to balance, you know, like a
1: podcast. That's a and, lot of time because you're fucking at like what? two? This is what? What podcast is this? Uh, 221, I think. Kind of like. So how many years is that?
0: um well i think i originally started like three years ago whenever uh i sorry it was called the powwow with mo podcast because my homie powwow yeah and yeah. me uh did it and then we only made like 40 weeks and then he moved and then it switched to a podcast of Mo. so and then i used to only do one a week and then i switched to doing two a week and then almost three a week some weeks you know with the music ones um just because fuck it why not yeah for sure and and it lets people like you call in on the wednesday episodes you know so like i think that's also (laughs) uh, it all like it helps get like because people like hurricane haynes who's a a patreon of the podcast he's forever been like you need to do interviews and i was like so against it i was like man i'm not good at interviewing people and i don't think i am um but that's why everyone that calls in has to be someone i'm I'm familiar with we're already kind of know each other because i'm not trying to talk to too many strangers uh you know it's happened before But, um, yeah. And I listened to,
1: um, I listened to two episodes yesterday, the SoCo and then, um, Marco, is that what it is? Marcos. Yeah. Marco. And those are dope, man. Those are really cool. Like I definitely need to listen to more of the podcasts. but yeah, I think, I think you really, uh, I think you're good at it, but, um, why don't you think you're, (laughs) uh, I just, I mean i think for a lot of i think the reason why i'm not necessarily
0: good at interviews is i'm trying to find the connection between me and the other person right so like me and you both make music so in a minute i'm sure we're going to get into your whole collab album and it's going to be almost impossible for me not to say when i made a collab album this you know and i feel like (laughs) an interviewer wouldn't talk about their own work they would be like Yes, let's keep asking about that. But to me, like I don't know, it's about so like, you
1: selfish, pretty, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a selfish way of looking at things. I mean, even uh, like politically, whenever people want to talk about stuff, I'm I'm really good at playing the devil's advocate and playing both sides of stuff. But it's because I could normally like imagine myself in a situation, and I just do that all the time. Like, what if it was me in that situation? Be- and yeah, that's probably selfish, but that is just the way my brain works. So, uh, you know, I have someone on, and they're like, you know, they're making whatever type of song, and I just start thinking of like, how would I make a song? like that and then that leads to my questions which again probably not a good interview style
1: but dude no i think it is because um you know it's like a different take on it you know it shouldn't have to always be about like i get it obviously it's supposed to be about the person you're interviewing but like i kind of like your take on it because it's different you know and sometimes different works but whatever (laughs) right
0: um so how long have you been making music well first off i said you're living in san antonio and i believe that's correct right um and then where did you live before that? I knew it was somewhere else, like in a different part of yeah, the country.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Rhode Island. That's where I'm, actually. Gotcha. And uh, I've ba- bounced all over, dude. The funny thing is, too, my wife was uh, born in Kansas, like right on the uh, outskirts of Oklahoma, so Caney, Caney, Kansas. So I'm sure you know.
0: Now I grew up like four miles from Texas, so like on the a complete other side of.
1: Oklahoma. Oh, you did! Oh, <laughs> so opposite sides. Yeah. No worries. But uh, yeah, she's from basically from Oklahoma. But anyways, uh, I've been all over, dude. What's that? It's so flat. We uh,
0: we drove oh, to yeah. Kansas for our honeymoon and I was like, oh, because I thought where I'm from is flat. And it's like, it is, <laughs> but not like that. Like, it's way flatter. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I've never. I, we went to Kansas once and I was like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> we never planned any trips out there or anything. She, she can go by herself. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I've been all over, dude. Um, I've really been like all, tons of different places. And the main reason is because uh, in college, I went to, I think it's five or six different colleges. And um, the reason why was I was trying to play basketball and I ended up playing basketball. But because of that, and even before that, I've kind of been all over, but Rhode Island is initial. Um, and then also because of my job. So even at, I forgot to mention, even after college, Oh my job we've traveled all over um as well for that but um we're in san antonio now we've been here for i think we're coming up on three years so right and you do uh solar panel stuff right yeah i do sales i've done sales for like seven years now um i just switched into selling solar about a year ago a little bit less than a year so that's what i'm doing now before that i was selling vivant i don't know if you heard of Vivent before
0: oh yeah i i fucking went off on them on twitter hated those did
1: you? yeah and did, they they, fu- did they do you wrong or what well basically
0: and this is probably gonna get too too deep in a shit i shouldn't but it seems to me they're just goddamn recruiting mormon missionaries now i have a cousin who moved to <laughs> utah and he's a mormon and i think yeah. he's a great guy i don't think anything wrong right. inherently with the religion more so than any other religion they're all fucking crazy to me but <laughs> i agree this full Two years ago, camp on my door would not fucking leave. And I'm pretty nice, you know, and I'm just like, bro. And I even told him, I said, I will buy nothing from anyone who knocks on my door. Just give me, leave, leave me your info. This actually sounds cool i'll just go to your website or i'll go to your built like wherever man and he was like got all like hateful and shit and uh he (laughs) he got kind of annoyed because he was trying to connect with me about game of thrones because i'd read all the books and he claimed he had read the books but then it came out he was mormon and i was like oh so do you watch the show and he goes well yeah but i just fast forward past the sex scenes and i was like huh, interesting (laughs) and i was like well what about in the book and he goes well i just skip few a page i go wait you just guess how many pages to skip like you know i just started kind of giving him shit yeah and uh maybe i shouldn't have but he was there on my porch for fucking over 30 minutes and i was like god damn it and then he got mad no i would not buy something i was like i told you like a minute in i'm not gonna buy anything from you and then recently another one came by my house and uh i just looked at him and i said you know what time it is and he was like well yes sir and i was like you really think knocking on someone's door at six o'clock p.m is a good idea like maybe people are eating dinner like this seems like the dumbest fucking idea and i was just being a dick like that to him and then i shut the door on him Mm -hmm. and then i went to twitter and started bitching about vivant's a piece of shit company that keeps annoying me at my house like i just don't get door-to-door salesmen. no offense i know you sell shit but i think you set up like
1: i want to I want to break you down in there real quick, just so you have a little bit of you know better idea. And I don't want to get too much into this because I don't even work. Well, I work for Vivint on the side. But right. so me, so when I worked for Vivint for five years. And I'm not Mormon, number one, just so you know, but almost everybody I worked with was and I'm on the same page. It's a big reason why I left. <laughs> These dudes are crazy. But uh, anyways, I used to knock doors from fucking... We How it works with Vivint, you can either do it year round, or you can do it in the summertime. It's called like a summer season, almost like some NBA shit, right? But basically for a summer season, you go to a market. So for example, I went to Huntsville, Alabama. I went to fucking El Paso, Texas and worked the entire summer. And we would work from one or two to nine, six days a week, the entire summer. But the thing is, is it fucking pays off, right? But the whole door knocking thing, dude, the reason why people knock your door at six o'clock and me, I work every day till nine. Right? Knocking motherfuckers doors till nine. The reason why is because nobody's generally home or two people are not home, the decision makers together until after dinnertime because everybody works. So that's the reason they do it. Now, you'll get a lot of like newer people that'll come to your door and they'll talk to you about Game of Thrones for 30 minutes. But if you're more like a seasoned door knocker, you know how to like talk to people and you know when it's late to knock on doors that have lights on and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. But um, that's how we make our money, dude. We have to catch people later on because if you catch a wife during the day and you picture this whole shit about this is going to cost you 80 bucks a month for five years contract. You think she's going to do it? <laughs> right. I get what you're saying. No, and no, what I said so
0: to Vivit on Twitter, because this is my point yeah. as an introverted person, I will never, <laughs> ever in my entire life ever buy a vivid product because of what happened right so like those dudes ruined that company forever whereas now if i wanted fucking doorbell camera or whatever the hell it was I'll just go to some other company and not them because of that. And I buy everything (laughs) online. I research everything online. I'm not the type of person. So they just fucked up. So to me, they're just taking a risk with those strategies because if they had like a here, I'll leave you my card. You can go to this website, refer me. I would have done that shit. I'd be like, hell yeah, man. But uh, here's the
1: thing, dude, is you got to put yourself in their shoes because, first of all, if you buy it off the website, that person, we're all commissioned. Right so they're not gonna get shit, and so like we have so many people that tell us, oh, leave us a card, leave us some information and the and I'm not saying you wouldn't, but the percentage of people that actually do is like almost zero percent, so I'm just telling you that's probably why he was a douche, but um once you're more- se- he's probably a newer dude too what I'm telling you like once you're more seasoned, like if I had knocked your door and you're like, <laughs> dude, I'm not one of those people, like just leave me some card, I would be like, all right cool, and I would have went to the next house, but you know, a lot of the newer guys they're knocking doors, they don't get it. But, um, I just wanted to let you know, just so you have a little bit of a better understanding. Right. Why, well, uh, nothing against I your, totally
0: your salesman profession, I just think uh, it should be moved to not being on front doors for me. For sure. You know?
1: I mean, it is good marketing, but it's funny because for me, now I have Vivian at my house, I have a doorbell camera, and it's ironic because. I knocked doors for five seven years, but anytime somebody knocks my door, I fucking never answer the door. I always just talk to them over my doorbell camera or have my wife do it. But.
0: Right. I mean, and I guess that's that's what they're good for. Um the so solar panels, yeah, exactly. solar panels seem way cooler. Um and San Antonio yeah, seems like a sure. great place for it because it's a lot of fucking sun. Oh, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I went there, sure. I don't know, maybe five years ago or so was the last time I was there, and I just it stuck out to me just mm-hmm. how there was like this wall of heat that would just hit you. You would take a step out of the building. And it's hot where I'm at in Oklahoma, but it's like a humid, different sort of like sweaty heat where yeah. down there it's like a it like hits you in the chest, like a fucking just
1: It really does. And it was funny because we were just talking about it today, is like we had no fall here, right? It literally went from summer like two weeks ago, it was like eighty, ninety degrees, and now it's like fifty. Yeah. So- some crazy shit, but you're 100% on with like the weather here. The summer times are just so fucking hot, but I guess you get used to it. And do you like Mexican food? Because I would
0: think if you didn't, that would be very a bummer to live in San Diego. <laughs> I'm
1: not, time. like, I'm not, honestly, I'm not huge on Mexican food. Like, I like Chipotle and Taco Bell, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we don't get too many opportunity. We haven't really gone to like authentic Mexican. When we do, I enjoy it. Like, um, when you were here, did you go to the Riverwalk at all? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you probably remember like there's a ton of like good Mexican restaurants. Yeah, whatever, there. We'll, like the most popular
0: margarita or whatever it is that's there. <laughs> there's some place that like boasts yeah. about it, and there's like a fucking line outside the restaurant. We ate at that place. It was oh delicious. yeah, I
1: think I know what you're talking about, actually. But um, yeah, we'll do like Mexican there every now and then, which we like. But um, we have to go to restaurants that. Like and our kids are picky little bastards, like they're only eating cheeseburgers. My son only eats fries, like we'll literally buy one kid's meal. <laughs> my daughter will eat the cheeseburger, my son will eat the fries, so we're trying to like figure out what to eat but um no, nah, not huge on Mexican to be honest, right I mean. My mom, it's her favorite
0: food, probably. So, like growing up, you know, we would go eat Mexican food a lot, and I love it. But my wife's the same way. She's like, "Yeah, it's okay, I guess." I mean, it's just fucking meat, cheese, and bread. I mean, it's the same thing, just <laughs> different much. way.
1: And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> like, I can't I can't get over it. Well, it makes sense because you grew up that way. I like, I had burritos for lunch today. I just like, like I basically just like the hot sauce, you know. <laughs> right. But That's it
0: yeah honestly i hate jalapenos and it's like my biggest i don't hate them but i don't love them and then people are always like because it's too yeah. spicy and i'm like no because it tastes like a fucking pepper you know i don't like vegetables and peppers <laughs> taste like vegetables like you
1: know what i'm talking about yeah dude, i don't like like spicy sp- i like spicy shit like hot sauce and shit like that like a jalapeno pepper i probably wouldn't eat that straight up
0: right and then those people eat like the fucking ghost peppers and all those other things i'm like what's wrong with you people why? yeah why are you doing yeah i've seen some tiktoks where people are eating those
1: chips
0: and sh- are you by the way? am I on what you go on tiktok um i did I, I made an account um i don't know back in probably february or something right and then i posted a couple beat videos but i don't like to show it's on i'm not against showing my face maybe next year i'll try to get into it it's just like i'm not like doing cool shit that involves my face if i make a beat video what does my face have to do with any of that shit right. you know so like anyway I, i'm kind of weird and um TikTok, I didn't give you much traction. And then this dude on Reddit, this is before Trump yeah. freaked out about TikTok. But this dude on Reddit came out and was like, Hey, <laughs> I've broke down, I went in the back end of TikTok. And sure, Facebook and these other things, yeah, they they spy on you a little bit and they, he listed all the shit they do. It's like, but here's what TikTok mm-hmm. does. And it was like so much more as far as what they're stealing out of your phone data wise. I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and delete this app. And so since then yeah, I haven't I, I haven't know. used TikTok.
1: Yeah, I don't fuck with TikTok really. I was just making an example of like some of those people that eat like those jalapeno chips and right. the spiciest peppers. But uh, if the video yeah, is TikTok good enough,
0: someone will rip it and put it on Facebook. Okay, like that's what happens. So
1: yeah,
0: just kind like Twitter. I actually,
1: I actually kind of fucking hate TikTok to be honest. But.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know much about it. Like, but even like Twitter, you know, I love Twitter. But if someone has a really good yep. tweet, someone's gonna screenshot that and make it into a meme that'll be on another platform. Like, you can just wait for the best of right. moments. Um, that's pretty true if you have to but like, <laughs> facebook is the worst even though i have it it's just all oh. a bunch of old high school friends none of them like my shit hell. and then i just share my political memes and uh people and nobody shows love on facebook to, to musicians either oh yeah yeah no no not at all i mean there's like three people <laughs> who like my shit and one of them skinny so um it is what i it rarely is. get one like after i post music <laughs> well skinny is very supportive they're probably just because i'm unpopular Um, all right. So speaking of your music, man, uh, how, when did you start doing all your music stuff?
1: Yeah. So, um, man, I've, you know, looking back on it, I've kind of made music like my whole life, not made music, but, um, I've wrote music since an early age, just kind of fucking around. And, um, I've all like, dude, I'm always singing. I've realized and like music is a really good fit for myself, but, um, I really started making music seriously about five years ago. And, um, I've been like on and off with it and a reason why is because of my vivid job like when you go away for a summer for 5 months working 6 days a week from 1 to 9 you don't have back in else you know time for anything plus I have a family but um been on and off for 5 years I've been working with Bentley Records since I started and um I had I put out two albums early in my career like as soon as I started cuz I had a bunch of songs that I I just made and I put it on a put them on an album and just fucking put it out and uh that's like a big mistake I look back at now. Like I'm glad I put out music, but like I've learned so much more about the business and like creating a fan base and how important all that shit is that I really wish like that's my biggest regret looking back on it is uh I wish I would have learned the business right away and took the time to do more research. But uh yeah, on and off for five years and uh I'd say like literally this past year, I've had a lot uh, more time off from work just doing solar, my hours have been less and whatnot um, to really like kind of go at it consistently for a year. And I've never done that. And it's really helped with my growth and whatnot, but yeah, so um, I don't know, five years consistently for maybe a year or two years. Right. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, you said
0: you feel like you ought to need to know a plan before you out your earlier stuff. I mean, I kind of agree, but like, I still don't know the music industry or a business plan or marketing or like, I'm <laughs> yeah. so bad at all that. I just put out songs and I think some of them are pretty cool and I think I'm good sometimes. And that's really how I approach it. Um, but all would have happened if more people heard my earlier shit as they would just heard me have some shittier stuff. So, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. It's all kind of all part of the growth, you know, like you grow in all the areas. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like that's
1: a good point. Yeah. My 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 beginning shit was way more raw. And I had a producer that would, like was not hip hop at all. Like he had been in the game for a while, but he was uh, in the music game, but he was like all like rock. He was in a jazz band. So like fixing my shit. I didn't realize it too much at the time, but like he was he was kind of and, and no, I'm not hating on the dude if he listens to this. I,
2: right. You
1: know, I, I have love for him, but, um, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't helping my music. So it's a good point you're making. Like if I did grow my fan base back then, <laughs> I don't know if it would have helped too much, but at the same time, like, you know, some of these motherfuckers with a big fan base put out
2: music.
1: Right. And just the fact that they're cool, like people like with their music, you know? So yeah, I agree. there's there's
0: truth. I, I I think, uh, you know cuz i see a lot of people arguing on twitter you know about about all these fucking <laughs> strategies and all and all the people yeah. arguing no i've got more listeners than me or you or anything like we're all in the same fucking boat right. so it's like okay and I
1: that's the thing, do is like nobody like yes people that are successful they've been successful but like the music industry complex is like there's no there's no rules on how to do it right you know
0: right and so like i you know i listen to songs all the time uh, that are you know have these uh, young rappers, and I'm like, I gotta figure out why people like this. I cannot figure it out. But you'll hear it, and it's mixed horribly. Like, it's mixed. And by everyone's standards, it would be shitty. If it was sent into a music review show, they'd be like, OK, that mix is fucking shit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here they are with like 20 million listens on the song. So it's like d- right. the things that I think we argue about as music makers on Twitter or anywhere else you know, on the Internet, like it's just maybe not be as as important as we think. And then also everyone just wants to make other artists their fans when it's like, no, the people who listen to music and will be your fan aren't. Our chances are not gonna be the people also making music. Like there's all these other people not making uh, music that want so to true. listen to music.
1: Yep, and fans are only gonna back up for the mo not only, but for the most part, only gonna back up, or excuse me, artists are only gonna back up other artists just to help themselves for the most part. You
0: know? Right. Like there's a, a few people I'm friends with. I'm gonna like all y'all shit just to do it because we're we're homies and we're cool and we'll like each other shit. Right. Um, and then on the music review, I you know I'm pretty honest. Like I get my one my one sentence of hey, here's my thoughts. But I also know, like, <laughs> if people have sent me in songs that like I was like, I didn't think that was that good, but then someone hit me up after hearing the episode and they're like, Hey, who was so and so? I love that song. You know, like just because I have an opinion on something does not mean someone else that hears the podcast or whatever is gonna think the same. Like Uh, And I I don't I feel like you know. I I try not to like bash my opinion over people's head of like, you have to think this way. I'm like, I kind of took it this way where, you know, I'm only thinking of this stuff because recently I've been listening to some other people's uh, music shows. And I just feel like everyone's always trying to convince you to think their way when I'm like, I don't know. You all have different musical tastes and preferences and to think everyone's going to think the same way is crazy.
1: For sure. Yeah, I think, you know, music is so subjective that. Some person's gonna like it, some person's gonna think it's shit, and like nobody's gonna like someone that has a horrible mix, horrible music like, but <clears throat> there is decent music that somebody might like, somebody might not, and um no, I think your feedback on the um on the music spin offs I listen to a lot of them um is is good, you know, and like even if it's even if other people like your music, there's nothing wrong because you're trying to you know reach such a mass uh audience that like you have to be able to listen to other people's critiques because even if they're not going to be your big fan it'll still help you to improve you know so you just i think it's so important to just be open to other people's feedback and like it's tough because even myself i get sensitive sometimes about if somebody does give me shitty feedback because i'm like nah you you're not right you're not it's not true you know at least me I, i can be a little bit sensitive but at the end of the day like I think myself and others. You just got to be open to what people are saying. Don't take it so. Pr- if anything, just use that shit to fucking motivate you. You know, but.
0: right? I mean, here's my advice to give people feedback. Um, not for like a music show, but just in general in the DMs or Twitter <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, because I'm also sensitive. You know, I would say mainly because like we when we make these songs, we have a point you know like there was a reason i did that and shit but i've also talked to artists yep. who are like hey you should have done this and they're like no bro i mixed it shitty on purpose because it was the cloudiness in my head or what you're know, like <laughs> they'll say some shit so like, i get it and right. i've been there and like i try to keep all that in mind uh but first <laughs> off you should ask people like hey do you mind if i give you some feedback on this because if they say no they right. just fucking let it go you know like for instance and i kind of didn't go with that first or but i hit up cj jones our homie the other day and i was re-listening to one of his songs and i was like hey uh, just let you know the mix on that song is like fucking horrible like not trying to be mean but I, and if i would have ended it there i would have i think he has all the right in the world to think i'm an asshole but because mm-hmm. i followed up with in my opinion your kicks are about six decibels too high and your vocals are like you know three decibels too like just those combinations really threw me off and then he hit me back of like oh uh-huh. i think i sent you an earlier mix here's my more recent We like you know we've figured it out but like uh he didn't take that in a bad way you know like i was like hey i'm just trying yeah. to help you out it doesn't matter it's already released the song um right but, but like i don't know and i'll talk like that to some people like uh brad strex who i you know calls on the podcast and he'll be on here from time mm-hmm. to time uh i don't necessarily like horrorcore music and that's like the majority of what him and uh his duo mate coop make but i'm still like i can still be like oh i hear what you're going for or whatever you know like I don't know. You can still be friends with someone and not like love their music in like an artist way. And I think artists always want yeah. artists to be like their fans. And that's just something I can't get over lately. Yeah.
1: And that's some fake shit, you know? And, um, like, it's fine. It's fine not to like someone's music and still support them, you know? And, um, no, like a real friend, you know, is going to tell you, they're going to give you their honest opinion, especially if you, right. That's what you, that's what you want. Dude. Like if you're asking for it, you got to fucking accept what somebody's going to say because they're being real with you. You know, if they actually are, but so, um, yeah, my my advice
0: there was uh ask people if they want feedback, and then if you do, give them like legitimate right. things, like I was like, hey, your kicks loud, not. This mix of yeah. shit, you know, like, <laughs> it—you kind of have to uh have a reason, or like that's why on the podcast I'll be like, "Hey, I think your auto tune setting might have been off." You're like, I say shit that I'm actually thinking, like, my feedback isn't just like, "Oh no, bro, didn't work for me," because I'm like, "Well, that doesn't do anything right. for anybody."
1: uh Yeah, and I know your feedback comes to like a lot of the mix, which is totally fine, but I think like it kind of goes back to what we were saying before—is like, I think you have to have a certain level of maturity in music, and maybe it makes sense, like. Why some people don't blow up earlier their music, you know, just going back to what we were talking about, like you put out music, you didn't have a fan base, but maybe there is a reason for that is like you weren't ready um for like that type of feedback and shit, so I think you have to have that maturity level of like understanding what you're doing wrong and being able to take other people's feedback and using it to your advantage or
0: whatever right well, and honestly, most of my feedback these days that I get on my music is on mixing. And then like the only Mm -hmm. way to solve it is me to pay someone to mix it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And then therefore, so I mean, like, I appreciate the feedback, but, um, if it's just pay for someone to mix my shit, then I mean, we're at a impasse might be the right word here. Um, but I, I get better every day, you know, there we go. Um,
1: yeah. And you've been mixing your shit for how long
0: now? uh well i mix forever like i when i first started when i was in college you know i would just be like freestyling and shit and i would mix all that but i was recording like an old usb microphone that i didn't realize with usb microphones therefore the sound quality is based on like the sound card in your computer and so it used to all just sound so bad for years and years and years and then when i made this podcast i bought an audio interface and like some better microphones and i was like oh so my microphones aren't like super impressive quality but they're a step up uh, from what i did before yeah. and then um my first album i self-produced and mixed the whole thing was called too pretentious i guess it came out like uh two years ago maybe two and a half years something like that and i that's love what it. i wanted
1: to ask you too because uh I, I noticed like your music on spotify you don't have a ton of music on there right so like did you just so you just started dropping music on there a couple of years ago
0: uh yeah, so before that I'd done the typical what most rappers would do where you would just uh you know, I would go to hipstramentals.com or soundclick and I would just download beats, right? I would just download all these free beats yes. that, that had tags all over them and shit. And then um you know, cause who gave a fuck? I wasn't making money, I was putting them up on Dat pith. It was a free right. download. I just wasn't and so yeah. uh I came back after I took a five-year gap of not making any music because I got a real grown-up job. And then uh, when I came back, I was like, holy fuck, I'm like uh, better than I was five years ago and I haven't even done this shit. And like everyone said that they're like, holy shit. And I'd done it just like I, I'd done it before. Right? I just downloaded these free beats or whatever. And then through that, uh, a friend of the podcast named Justin Sheldon, who's the lead singer of New Time Zones, who's this band here in Oklahoma, uh, he was like, hey, I have a guy. I know a guy who makes beats. I should connect you all up. And, you know, I was getting like real excited. Like, you know what? I'm going to really take this shit seriously. You know, I'm going to buy my beats and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we're a lot of rappers mm-hmm. I'm sure at. And uh, the guy hit me with like, a, it's $2,500 per beat. And I was like, are you fucking oh, serious? God. And I'll oh, be honest, God. I listened to a hundred of his beats and found one beat I liked. And that was the only oh, one God. I was like, hey, I kind of like this. And I only did it because my homie, Shelton, acted like, you know, he was the hookup. And so I got weird. I was about to work with this producer. Right. So um, and the worst part
1: is he probably, I bet you he was making a shit ton of money. Right.
0: Right. Right. And like, he had been, (laughs) he had been working with this dude who was about to blow up at the time who had like like half a million YouTube views, but he hasn't blown up since then. Um, and so I get like, he he had like an ego and stuff, I think at the moment, but I was like, Oh no, we're good. I was like, I ain't never doing that shit. And then really quickly, like, and this is what changed my whole mind about me. Like somehow this convinced me to learn to make beats. I don't know why he was like i'll do it for 50 dollars. like a week after what? he said tw- 2500 and i was oh like my God. i was like this whole everything's yeah. fucking, right this is all bullshit and then so i was like if this dumb fucker can make beats i'm gonna make beats now i have <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no uh, experience oh. in music or playing instruments or any of that all i ever did was rap and i know what kind Ooh. of beats i like so i just took a week off work uh and then I basically dedicated my life to learning how to make beats for like a, a good year, right? Where like, it was basically all I did. I still, yes, I put out Two Pretentious, which is like this album about mm-hmm. my depression. And I love it. Even I went back to it the other day and I was like, it was so weird. And my mixing strategies were so stupid. But like, because of that, it was so creative, you know, because I was still new to that whole thing. Yeah. And uh right. yeah, so over the years, like... I've always been kind of good at rapping, not to be like too braggadocious about it, but like, I know like in a freestyle circle back in the day, I could rap or whatever. Um, but now really the last few years has been learning how to make beats, how to mix, how to engineer, and then really just trying to do it all myself because it's like, ah, fuck it. Why not? I've already, I think I do better by myself than some people do. So I'm just going to keep going at it, you
1: know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, dude. It makes sense. And obviously you save a shit ton of money doing that too.
0: Right. Like for instance, I told people, uh, (laughs) you know i've actually broke even every year i've had i've distributed music you know like i've never paid more to distribute music that i made you know and that's because like i oh, don't that's have that's
1: a good goal that's like some people wouldn't consider making it but like some people would
0: so right and so like uh you know and a lot of people they it's hard for them to break even because they have to buy beats you know and so yeah. uh and then also there's i've I've learned so much and you know, i talked to so many people uh of just rappers that don't um, buy beats or they buy them but they don't give producers their percentages and shit and it's like that's a whole other Ooh. thing i didn't know about like if i wouldn't have gotten smart smarter about you know the business side or whatever as a producer i wouldn't know these things as a rapper either so like i think it's really helped me all oh. around um and eventually i'm sure i'll work with some other producers and rap on their beats but now that i make my own beats i'm like fucking i might as well rap on them
1: so do you think you'll ever work with a producer that would just like, like do all your shit? Or you think you'll always just do your own shit? Um, I would work with someone uh, to mix and probably help If me you make, make it use. big, though, you might need to get somebody to...
0: Right. This is true. Now, I don't think I would ever make it big. Um, I do think... Um, well, you
1: never know, man. You never know. Uh, Underground Diamonds is coming out on <laughs> Wednesday, so
0: Uh, that's true this is true um we'll we'll definitely touch on a second but yeah my forgotten diamonds sorry forgotten diamonds Forgotten diamonds don't fuck it up um (laughs) yeah i mean i think with having this this podcast and make it to music, i think there is a chance you know i could become like this cool niche cult something because i do think if say like there's always a chance a 20 year old me came across this podcast and liked it and then also was like, wait, this dude makes music and then not like that. Then 20 year old me would like, love me, right? Like they'd be like, dude, he has a podcast and music and I love this shit. So I think that's always a chance, but I don't, I don't really think it's going to happen. You know, like.
1: Yeah, you just never fucking know, dude. It's like we said, you know, with the industry, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. So I feel like anything can happen. But at the same time, you know, if we're being realistic and honest, obviously it's super, super rare for that to happen. Right. And it takes a ton of time. Right. And I honestly, I get tired of um, everyone acts like
0: you just work hard, it'll happen. Or. You know, you got to have the attitude. If you don't have the right attitude, it won't have like, I guess. But I just think that's it's a lot of socking each other up, you know, on the Internet.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I hate that, too, where people are like, oh, you work hard. It's going to happen. It's like, no, dude, like I've read this book. Do you read a lot of books?
0: I I did. In that five year gap, the reason I came back better at rapping is because I got into reading. Now, I haven't read in the last few years. And maybe that's why I can't write anymore. But. I'm working.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a huge book guy. I literally don't read books. I literally just uh, listen to audible, audible books. And a big reason why is because I'm on the road a lot of my work. But anyways, right. There's this book called outliers and it talks about all these super Um, successful people. Malcolm Gladwell.
0: Yeah. You read it. Uh, I just, I'm really familiar with Malcolm Gladwell. He's one of my favorite people.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, But it talks about like the Beatles. It talks about fucking Bill Gates. I think like all these super successful people. And like one of the main reasons they made it, you would never believe it was because of their birth date. So like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but that's literally part of the reason. And a big thing that comes with success is literally just the opportunities, getting the right opportunities. But, anyways, getting back to music, like clearly it's it's you know very rare to happen. Not saying it can't happen, but there's no right or wrong way. And. I think that thing that is exciting about it is like, it, it could happen, you know? Right. I mean, honestly, and I've I've said this
0: too many times on the podcast, I'm sure, but the reason I make music is because whenever I finish a song and I'm calling it, even though I would say not even finish, like, even when it's still in the mixing stage and I put it in a CD and I take it out to my car and listen to it, I just fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I'm like, I made that, and especially now that I make, like, the beats, too. Like, I'm like, I made all this. Like, this shit wouldn't even exist, like, without my time going into it. And so, like, I just to me that's enough of a reward but yeah any any streams any playlists sure. any of that that's awesome you know i appreciate it it'll help me maybe buy a new microphone you know shit like that but like
2: yeah
0: um
1: yeah it's not about it's not all about making it and making or making money like you know we we love what we do and i'm on the same page with you like it's so fun to just fucking make music dude and like if when it does come out good and you listen to it you're like wow like just like you said like it's it's awesome it's super rewarding and then the platform we have to just be able to put it on all these uh distribution and people and some people, you know, even if it's a little bit of people, just to listen and like for me personally, I always said from day one when I started making music, if I could help one person's life out, then it's worth it, dude. And that's how I feel, like because I have a good job, I don't need to make it like money-wise off music, but I do it because that's super fun. I love it, it's a passion, it's something I've always like enjoyed. And, um, you know, if I can help more people, that's amazing to me. And then even if I could make money, that's just another plus here. Right. Well, to me, it'd be
0: like, if I was really good at carpentry and I made a fucking dope ass table and I'm like, dude, look at this fucking table. You know, like, I think it's the same yeah. thing. It's the same thing.
1: It is. It's art. It's art.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, painting, you know, I have an art minor I got, and I've done a lot of ceramics mm-hmm. and painting and shit. And I like, I wasn't good at it, but I, every time I'd be like, Oh my God, look at it. <laughs> you know, like, it just, yeah, yeah, it's just
1: it. something that I think you can take a lot of pride in, you know
0: right all right so uh the main reason you're here today uh of the time this episode comes out you have a new album out uh it's a yeah cl- bro and it's not the main reason i'm here i'm I'm just here to support you and uh fuck around on this podcast too Uh yeah, but the main reason uh is you have this cool new album everyone should go <laughs> listen to uh yeah that's the main reason <laughs> how did it uh how did all of that come together
1: uh yeah so the album came together really well i uh, just completed it got everything sent in not too long ago um and so it kind of started off in the beginning of the year i did have a goal to put together an album and i wasn't sure if i was going to do it or not because i put out an ep earlier in the year and i was like man am i going to do another one am i not and i was i was kind of shying away from it but i kept making music you know i had a couple goals to just make some more songs throughout the year and um it like i said like we talked about it kind of came from the inspiration from internet friends too and i started to i started to think like dude would a collab album be a good idea and like. For me, for the promotion and just you know the hardest thing in my music career so far is I'm sure a lot of people deal with the same thing is just the politics getting people to listen promoting is number one so it's like you know a collab album could be a great idea because it's not just you right but um um, so I was so I put it together and I was like man do I want to do a collab album or do I just want to make it an album because I had a few songs that I released that. I thought we're pretty good, and um, like I said, you know, it's always been an uphill battle just getting people to listen. So I'm like, shit, maybe it would just make sense to just throw them on there and um, you know make an actual album. And I was gonna do a collab album, but um, you know, Thetikos he decided to do a collab album, and obviously you had internet friends. So I kind of didn't. I wanted to do something different um, and just make an LP, you know. So um, that's what I did, and I got it's almost like a collab album because it's literally just. Three of my singles uh, elephant which was on internet friends 2 and then um uh, five different new songs with uh, seven different artists uh, featured on there and so I'm just super excited with the final product uh, I think it's like a really fucking good album dude like it it, it it met my expectations and more I didn't you know I didn't have crazy expectations for it because I didn't even really know what I was if I was gonna do it but um I think it's sick and uh you know I hope it helps get the artists that are on there, some more exposure as well. And, um, I'm, I'm just excited to release it. I've never been this excited for a project and I know I'll be bummed day one when like 20 people listen, <laughs> but, uh, I don't even give a fuck. Like I'll just keep promoting it. But, um, yeah, I'm pumped, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's almost always
0: impossible to hit expectations on release day. In your own mind, right. right? Like it just is. It's even no matter the numbers. You're like, oh, but what? I thought this was the one. You know, <laughs> the one that it just blew up out of nowhere. <laughs> and
1: my first two albums, like I, I was like that. I was like, man, these are gonna do so good. I'm like, nobody listened. <laughs> I fucking had to send it to everybody. You know, and it really hurt my pride. But that was a good learning lesson too. So, talking about expectations, I've really lowered my expectations. Where I, like <laughs> you tweeted, like, I can't wait to get rich off this album. It's like, you know, I had no expectations, but like. Just like when I... Because I've built up my Twitter network a little bit and my internet friends network a little bit to where like, I know there's some people that will listen. And just hearing those people give feedback that they listen, they fuck with it. And you never know who's telling the truth. But I think I make pretty solid music for the most part. So I like to believe it. But um, it's just so dope to... I love just hearing the feedback. And um, even sometimes if it's like negative or criticism feedback, I still like to hear that as well. Because um, I'm one of those people that just like re- really likes to improve and find ways to get better. <clears throat> um, but it's just dope because, like I said, those first two albums it was so hard to get people to listen. And I think I still think it's good music. Like, I go back and listen to it, and it's not it's not radio music, it's not popular music, but I I think the message that I had was was good. And um, just to like go from there to having almost nobody listen to having a small audience is like I'm still very appreciative of that and uh it's, it's 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 it becomes more and more exciting because my main thing is to just keep building growing any way that I can and uh when people actually listen and you get that feedback it's pretty it's pretty cool right i mean i think the collab album's good or the like
0: almost collab album uh, i always think getting some more people's side uh you know i've I've made two I'm working on a third one at the moment, so i'm yeah. I'm biased in it, I guess, but um,
1: yeah no dude, no internet two was or uh, internet friends two was, was dope so yeah, no doubt.
0: and I like to see the growth from internet friends one to two, you know, because I mean it's yeah. just so obvious like in the mixing and that was like eight months yeah, you know yeah. difference or something, and I'm sure I'm hoping internet Friends three sees a similar jump uh you know I'm about I, don't know, I got like three songs, quote unquote, done and a few more in the works and stuff. So um, we'll see how that. You know unders- how many
2: people you're
0: gonna have. Huh? Um, I sent an invite out to Should've thirty lot, right? to like thirty people um a few of them God, yeah. <laughs> they they just wanted the invite you know what i mean like they just yeah. they just wanted to see it and be like well, what's this all about and i make it long as fuck as you've seen it's like eight paragraphs long and i think it intimidates some people so some people do not ha- ever hit me back up um i've had some people that were on the previous ones who don't seem interested to be on this and that's that's fine you know so i think we will be some newer yeah. people as well um, but I did send it out to a whole bunch of people because everyone acted interested. But really, you there gonna was, get that dude
1: Marco it's on it? Uh, I,
0: I don't. I should ask. I should ask. I feel like you it'll be expensive. Him. I bet you
1: he'll do it too. I bet he seemed like he was super chill.
0: Yeah, I'd have to really. I think come at him with like an awesome song. Like, hey, I, I will an open verse you. here. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, that honestly, I still haven't talked about it enough probably on that Marco dude. Like when I heard that song, I was like, this dude's amazing. I had my list. I just already thought he was like super famous. You know, like I just thought he must yeah. have been one of these famous rappers. And then for him to be like, oh, I'm just some fucking dude, I was like, Holy shit, like it
1: blew my mind, but I try to keep it cool. Um That's so dope that he, you know, he's obviously I looked at his Instagram, he has like two fifty thousand followers, right? Right. But uh the fact like he just seemed like such a humble dude and like he came on your podcast and was super chill. Like I respect that so much because I feel like there's so many people that would be in those same shoes that like wouldn't even talk to you, you know. Right, uh, there's people right now who fucking have
0: 250 Twitter followers and they won't fucking <laughs> be on this <laughs> podcast because they think they're too cool. Yeah. So
1: fucking assholes.
0: Right now. I'll be honest. I'm I, I out there. I don't want people to think like I necessarily want everyone on here. Again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not trying to like everybody, but there are people I've asked or they've asked me, and then they they bail out at the last moment because they get nervous. I'm like, it's fucking nothing. It's talking on the goddamn phone. Calm down. Um, oh, uh, on the podcast,
1: right? <laughs> like people, I think I think it's more than what it is. I think like people that you meet online, like they portray some shit, and they probably don't want to like. <laughs> Come on here and show who they really fucking are. Right, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just yeah, and no, that's
0: a big deal. Like I think, you um, know, another way I say we talk. I feel like I try to be genuine. Um, You know, like even right. on my tweets and stuff. Like I'm a lot of times I'm trying to be funny. Like I'm I have a very dry, sarcastic nature, and so like I'm trying to tweet in the same way. You know, I'm kind of shy in real life, so I'm a little shy on Twitter. Like I'm not gonna, I don't add anyone on Twitter. Like they have to add me, and then I will add them back. But like I, I do not right. add anybody. I don't. I don't know. I'm just weird like that. Um,
1: yeah. No, you gotta be, you gotta be yourself. So
0: right, and I think it helps that way. I think once people hear me here, and then they hear the songs, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, it all checks out." It's not like I'm fucking different. No,
1: like, think about it. Who the fuck would you want to be a fan of that's acting some type of way on Twitter, and then you, you, you find out who they are. Like, <laughs> and I feel there's probably a lot more of that, especially in the mainstream, that we don't even realize. But um, yeah, I, like I don't care. Like I, I just want to know who you are. As if I'm gonna like you as an artist. Like, who are you as a person? Are you being genuine? And like. I don't know. I, I just feel like people that put on a front, like I, I just never been one of those type of people who like tries to be so cool. So this and that, like I just try to be myself and I think, you know, people like that. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody likes a fake motherfucker. Like, right.
0: Well, like, yeah, uh, you know, your music in general, you a lot have a lot of, like motivational, uh, you know get yep. you get you going sort of songs and that's right. kind of how your personality on twitter is as well you know you do a lot of like what are you grateful for today stuff like that like and, and yeah. it, it matches you know like whereas if i started making <laughs> songs about like fucking i don't know whatever like your yeah, no, game man. time song or some shit if like i did that that would be weird i think people would be like um okay you know but like it makes sense if you make it because
2: well, yeah but at the same
1: time i mean at the same time stop and you jumped onto that you did um elephant which i wanted to ask you do you think that's a motivational song um no i don't
0: think it would be motivational
1: i think <laughs> nah. it's, I, I i think it's
0: like i don't know if people. i think folk cop is definitely a thing that's happening you know we're like we have all these hip-hop beats that are really folk influenced and i i make yeah. a lot of them and i think that one uh mm-hmm.
1: fell into that uh I okay fair enough but yeah i mean you jumped on don't stop and did your thing but um no i totally get what you're saying you know you gotta stick to what you know stick to what you do kind
0: of right. like you know karma who i think you know we see her yep. on twitter and stuff like there's some songs of hers that i'm like oh i could never make a song like that people would be like what the fuck but like right. she can because of her personality it works with that so i just think sometimes yeah, you got people you got to make what you can make you know i say that all the time like if if either one of us right. were to ever blow up it's not going to be because we were copying j cole you know it's going to be because right. you brought something unique to the table that like oh right. yes you like you know like i just i think that's p- people lose sight of that like yes i can imitate little yep. wayne really well like people that know me like i'm i'm like really good at that and I really? verses that like uh, like i have an old six foot seven foot freestyle that i did and people are like dude you sound just like little wayne and yeah that's that's, crazy. that's cool for the day you know that day people are like cool but people aren't like Let's go back and listen to that because they want to go listen. To no, because the there's a hundred
1: million other people that can imitate Lil Wayne as well.
0: Right? Exactly. So, like, I just think, <laughs> oh no, it's and again, none of this makes sense. Like, none of the strategies necessarily are set to work, and it could work. You could just imitate <laughs> Lil Wayne all day and blow up. I don't fucking know. You could, uh,
1: yeah. We, no one fucking really knows. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so you have uh, what I call forgotten diamonds, but it's actually called underground diamonds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming out bro. here's the
1: thing i don't understand i've tagged you in like fucking 10 different twitter posts and you have a pretty big contribution to this album in case you didn't know how do you not know the fucking album name by now
0: uh well i think it's pretty too obvious I'm, too many dads right i mean we were very high on that podcast also i think it's obvious that i just took your name forgotten one and then put forgotten diamonds <laughs>
1: It's all good. I know you got a lot of people sending you shit and all that, but well, really, I did want to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, go for it. Control real quick. <clears throat> all right, cool. So, going back to Underground Diamonds on the album, talk to us a little bit about your verses. So, obviously, again, Elephant, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, um, that was on Internet Friends too. I already brought that up. But um, I'd like to hear a little bit about how that verse, your verse came up on that. And then also on uh, Don't Stop. Tell Uh, us a little bit about that.
0: Sure. On Elephant for uh, that beat it was made with a cj jones loop so that guitar loop uh, is cj jones and he laid i believe that verse down first before you made a hook or anything yes, did. and did. so he kind of laid he was like all i have is a verse and the way i am on internet friends uh series is i really do kind of think of my like dj kali but i actually make the beats and stuff where <laughs> I like, you know like i'm trying to position people together and then i knew you should have the. Best. <laughs> I, I should. I should. And um, you know, so like, I was like, "Well, you don't have to do a hook, man." I was like, "We'll find someone to do a hook." And so he just sent it in how it was, sent it over to you, and right. then you made the hook, and then the verse, yep. and then another, you know, the same hook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be honest, I was like, "This is not my style." Again, you know, the whole full cop thing isn't. I mean, as you listen to my music, I definitely do more like <clears throat> Code of the Friend sort of style shit. Or like, you know, like that nostalgic uh, melody sort of beats, kind of what I go like. for if it's on the slowdown shit. Um, but I was like, you know, I'll try it yeah. because that's the whole goal here. I wanna say like the verse is super fucking long, like longer than it's supposed to be. So it made it bit more really it made it more difficult than that way. Um but <laughs> we all had our own style and you know again i kind of stayed true to me i can pull a weed line out of anywhere on a rap song and honestly it's <laughs> not even always a good thing it's like i'm just like well i'm gonna write it because it's in my head now you know so i do it let me
1: ask you this have you ever done a song
0: uh it kind of cut out what was
1: that i said have you ever done a song without a weed line in it uh, it would be hard
0: to find i i I don't think i have i know i've never done a, a song where i haven't cussed and you know i get a lot of people Bro. there's a whole group of people on the internet that think it makes you cooler to to make rap songs without cuss words and i'm like i just disagree yeah. and that's fine i think everyone should their own thing but i get people giving people shit for cussing and raps so i'm like do you even know like what the fuck are you talking about anyway um so yeah <laughs> I, that's not me um so anyway, elephant yeah it came it came out uh I, I feel like i had you know i brought a little def- depressing side to it uh to balance it
1: out and it kind of worked there and then yeah i I think it really did balance it out good and uh the funny thing is too is like dude that verse like it gets stuck in my your verse gets stuck in my head all the time i don't know why and the same thing with uh, don't stop like that shit would just randomly pop in my head i'm like what the fuck yeah but uh, it's
0: super catchy i think both verses um they're like more lyrical than they seem at first, you know, like, so on a second or third listen, you're like, Oh, okay. you know, not me Cause I knew what I was writing, but like, yeah. I get people that do that a lot. They're like, Hey, I was yeah. listening to this for the third time. And I noticed this line.
1: So, yeah. And I've, I've been listening to elephant a- recently just because of them, But yeah, like, I don't know what it is, but your verses get
0: stuck in my head a lot. Uh, and then don't stop, uh, you, that is a beat that I made. Um, i it came out on yep. Christmas. of last year. Was- oh yeah elephant was as well. Um, but yeah, so I actually put out the, the don't stop beat came out in my beat store on Christmas day of last year. Um, because I know that cause I wouldn't have to take it down or whatever. And I'd have the upload date and I was like, Oh, interesting. Um, but I honestly, it was a beat. I would have thought no one ever would have wanted. Now this is a very famous thing in Purdue or common thing in producer circles where like all the beats that you're like, no one would ever want this are always the ones people want. And that's why you got to, you just got to put up the beats. Even if you don't think they're necessarily good, you got to make them as best you can and put them up. And a lot of producers have a hard time with that. And I do as well. Um, but they're Crazy. almost every beat I've ever sold are beats that I would have never rapped on, you know, like, so it's just not about that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you chose that one. It has this, uh, yeah. this gated effect, kind of this techno gate in there on the melody that kind of gives it this, that changes up as well. Like it's on this automation slide. Yeah. So you'll notice like the little chops get faster or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So you chose that beat. Don't stop. It worked really well thematically with the song. Cause like I said, it's like a little techno pop hip hop top track or some shit yeah. and um right yeah at first you did uh you have like the verse goes in, and we'll play this one i guess at the end of this episode just so people can uh hear it but uh yeah. y- your verse and hook kind of go back and forth like in and out like you kind of do this right. thing and uh which yeah, isn't something hooks. right yeah you have like these mini hooks which is cool you don't see that happen very often um and then yeah then after that would have been me coming on and i remember thinking like it just doesn't seem like there's enough variety you know like it just seems right. like there needs more variety on this song and i had this idea so i don't know i guess a little bit of engineering as well because i you know we add we doubled up your hook and then we uh, did like a eq sweep on it and you know random shit like that right. um but then i think my best idea is i was like hey we need to get southern comfort on this so he's on the second uh, verse. Now he calls in the podcast every few months, it seems. And, uh, you know, of graveyard entertainment. Now, really double fold. I think he's really good um, in a pinch to get a verse like he's who I hit up lately when I need someone to do a verse because he'll, he'll try really hard. and It's always, you know, works and it's adequate and all that. Uh, but also graveyard will hook us up on the plays, man. Like just from SoCo being on this song, oh, yeah. it's going to help us out there, you know? So this might be the jam just cause you know, we'll have the graveyard support.
1: Um, <laughs> no, they're so dope and shout out to graveyard. We love them. Like they're so crazy and you know better than anybody, but um, yeah, SoCo is dope too. Like his, his verse was awesome. And uh, just like you said, you no, know, it's cool. Like how all, how it all came together with the three different verses, but um yeah, he killed it. He killed it,
0: dude. Yeah, so he killed it. Uh he kind of pro- proclaimed my my record label name, which is something like I always do refer to like my record label is Resin Bowl. Your fake label, you mean? Yeah, my fake label. And uh so now <laughs> that he's proclaiming it, I feel like I gotta be like, Oh, I guess it's a real real fake label. You know, yeah, we gotta make film.
1: that an LLC, dude. I I told you I got a guy for you. So
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely gotta figure it out because I buy way too much equipment. Uh <laughs> right. Yeah, you probably
1: probably waste a lot of money, dude. This is true.
0: So uh, anyway, and then, yeah, I'm on the third verse and um, yeah. I have this line about folding socks that I think is pretty clever. And uh, yeah. I, I am something I like to do when I'm on someone else's song. I really like to shout them out. So like I slipped your name in there. Like I just I do that on almost any verse. You'll hear me on someone else's. Did you? I didn't hear my name
1: in that. Uh,
0: i i'm i say like i'm in the rap popping pills forgotten one rap aside, and you know the deal i believe is how oh
1: long shit it. i didn't even realize that it's so fast i missed that line i'll have to uh, listen back to it
0: but yeah over the last however long i've been yeah. on spotify i always try to rather shout out like a producer or the other rapper you know i just i enjoy the the old school hip hopness of that um yeah but yeah so yeah. that's that song definitely has a lot of energy um yeah, So it's definitely something, again, that I typically wouldn't do, but I do think uh, it was a fun challenge yeah. and led to a verse that, you know, like I, said, I wouldn't do typically.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, the feedback I've got far, you know, not a lot of people have heard it, but the people that have seemed to really fucking like that song. So it's interesting because like when me and you first started on it, we're like, I was like, dude, like I don't know about this song. Like, it's fucking crazy just because it was only me and you. And then we got Soko on there, too. And I, you know, it just seems like it. Nicely. So we'll see. But uh, so far, the feedback has been pretty pretty solid. Well, hell yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's funny, dude. Your verse, like, <laughs> I pretty much have it down now. So, like, I'll stay on you. Like, anytime it comes on, I try, like, I rap that shit funny, but I, I go so hard when I do it. Like, I almost want a video of me rapping it. But, um, oh, yeah. It's funny as fuck. I get so hyped up at the beginning. Like, it's so funny. I like, keep growing my own part. Na-na-na. And my wife, knows, like, cracks up. So it's.
0: Well, hell yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was, it was definitely a challenge. You know, it was one of those that right. uh, I was like, fuck, how am I going to start this? And then, uh, you know, <laughs> I think you can tell if I'm having a hard time, I just start a verse off with the hook. So I just repeat the hook. <laughs> and <laughs> well, then I was huh. like, what rhymes with that? And I and I and at the time of writing that, I was Good. growing pot in my backyard. You know, that was all. Uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about it on this podcast the whole summer. And then eventually I harvested real, some. Man. We have just a little <laughs> bit left in the couple jars that um, I'm saving for all my homie oh. powwow makes it down here. But uh, it went quick, but that's my new th- my new <laughs> love in life.
1: I believe that. <laughs>
0: um, it's very fun, you know, for anyone out there if, uh, on your growing pot if you want to get into it, uh, just the love and care you'll put into it. But if you're used it to just I would
1: almost want to do it just to sell. Uh,
0: you don't get that much. I mean... I guess sure no, you not. would get that much, but like for as much as I smoke, it would be dumb for me to sell it and then turn around just to go buy more. <laughs> weed. You know, like what would be the point?
1: So okay, you're saying again, you you got it down how to save money, I'm
0: sure. So I need to
1: take some notes.
0: Right. That that is all I have now. Again, I talked about it on this podcast, uh, this last one, with Snappy, but I've spent like a grand on a PS Five and a new TV in the last month. So I honestly feel mm-hmm. like I've been balling. But that's how is that
1: PS Five? Is it dope?
0: Um, I love it. You know, I love video games in general. It's just my shit. Right. Uh, but I want to uh, Cyberpunk 2077 shit, is about to come out and it looks uh, like graphically and it's gonna be on PS4 as well. But uh, it just looks so good. I'm like, I might have to buy that. Um, Sorry, what game was it? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. You should look okay. up some. I have no uh, idea. I'm not a big game. Right, look up some videos of it because it, it's been making the rounds this week. Uh, cause like I said, it's about to come out within the next week, I think. And uh, it's it looks real fucking good. It looks like futuristic Grand Theft Auto with robot body parts or that some sounds shit. Sick. Yeah. So, um, I, I the developer making it, I didn't like their last game, but I might forgive them and just buy this anyway. But that's where I'm at right now. I want to buy all the games because they have a new console. But what I've been doing is I've been forcing myself to work on some music. Um, I wrote, I wrote and recorded two verses this week. So hopefully I can get some more going. Okay. But. Uh, so, how much
1: do fucking PS5 games cost? I believe
0: they're up to seventy dollars. Oh, holy shit! But if they're you already available,
1: like right, right.
0: <laughs> so I'm trying to wait on on sales. Uh, you know, I've only bought two games so far for it, um, and then a couple games I had on the PS4 had free PS5 versions, and then also any PS4 game also works on the PS5, so it's like fully backwards compatible. Oh, nice.
1: So if you as the new the new 2K like that when I was gaming. Um I was only playing PlayStation only playing 2K like that was my only game but right. Um, did you get the new one
0: I did so I got the Kobe edition of the last gen and then it came with oh, the PS5 shit. upgrade uh, for, for you know right. I say for free but you gotta buy the fucking legacy edition <laughs> but uh, so because it, I've been playing it um, but yeah the new 4K TV which is my first one like it looks so good and I you know it scans my face and so it's like my face on there with my big old head and I oh, need to, if wish they let me uh, make my guy fatter but they don't and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I just dunk it on everybody uh, <laughs> so that's been pretty fun. You know, I, this year I went with a, a small forward, uh, like Kawhi type. You know, all dunks and defense. And uh,
1: now I know you're a big NBA guy. Did you used to hoop at all? Or?
0: No, no. See, because I'm fat, and um, I, was, I guess my my love <laughs> of basketball is uh, I loved Kobe Bryant's court side on Nintendo 64. Now I also like the NBA Jam and all those other things, but Kobe Bryant's right. court side on N64 was like. It like basically I can't remember if I
1: played that
0: it basically made me love basketball for whatever reason, you know. And I also love okay. like and what one year, what year was that? Uh I would say like ninety-eight, ninety-nine, I don't know, whatever his rookie yeah. year was was when it came out. Um okay. but as far as like sports, you know, I played football and then they looked at me and were like, Yeah, you're a lineman, so you don't play basketball. Now that's not completely fair. There were some linemen who did play basketball. <laughs> And they would have, uh, you know, and they did play with like my friend Clayton and Brad, so like they played basketball. But like, I I would have needed someone to ask me to play. You know what I mean? Like again, I'm I'm a fragile, sensitive man, and uh, they wanted me to play football. No one asked me to play basketball. Yeah. You know, and I was right, right. I was like pretty short. Uh, I, I just saw this recently of how when I, when I was 15 and a half years old, I was 5'6". And I only know that because that was on my license for years until they finally updated it to be like 5'11". Yeah, that's pretty short. Sure. That's pretty short sure, for yeah it's like for 15 five, 6 is too too short but i, I grew to be five eleven, which is like the normal height of people around here but it's not like tall for fucking basketball um now i yeah, for i played a lot of church basketball so like our local church had like a concrete court with like the fence around it like an old cage and uh you know we mm-hmm. played basketball there all the time and like so all my friends that played basketball for the school i would play with them there and now i'm not gonna say i was better than them because i wasn't but like I would get buckets on them and I would defend, like I could have played you
1: say, I feel like for some reason I feel like you'd be a good ass basketball player
0: Um, I was really I mean I guess ahead of my time all I wanted to do was shoot threes that was it you know like I was like okay. th- three point so.
1: yeah
0: so there you go and then <laughs> I again as a fat kid I could do a in between the legs one, like 180 or 360 layup depending on how good of a spin I got and that was like my go to it would drop everyone's jaws <laughs> they were like holy fuck and I'd be like, what up? You know, like so that was how yeah. I have my moves. Oh, um man, if you put that shit on TikTok today, like 10 views. Yeah, yeah, I get like a, a whole bunch of like 12, 13 views. Um The shit back in
1: the day, I bet that was uh, fire. (laughs) Right,
0: but but so like basketball, you know, I never really played it there, but I I went to every game. Uh, I started a, I kept stats. Like when I was in junior high, the the basketball coach asked me to go to the games and then take this palm pilot and keep stats for the team. So like I was always really into it, I guess like that. And then through the video games, and then I love the NBA. Like, uh, yeah, the NFL is way more popular in Oklahoma. I'm sure you know as well there in Texas. Um, Right but when i was growing up by my grandpa he liked the nfl but my parents don't care at all about sports you know like they could just give a fuck less and um so like if i was going to watch sports it was on me you know and it was like i'd be in my room watching espn by myself and like i just would always find myself watching the nba so uh
1: through the years like so are you like Sorry, is NBA, is that like your number one or do you like all sports or is NBA, or are you just like a mainly uh, NBA? Definitely mainly NBA. Like uh, I, yeah, I haven't
0: even watched the NFL this year. I, I was like, I'm going to try to just yeah, not watch really one game this year because I think I could and I didn't play fantasy football this year for the first time in like 15 years or something. Like uh, I've just really been yeah. out on all the other sports. I've, I really liked MMA for a while yeah, back when the Ultimate Fighter was running. And then when that TV show went off, for some reason, I just quit caring about MMA. Like, I don't know. I really needed yeah, that TV show.
2: Kind
1: of got played
0: out almost. Right. So I, and like, you know, like uh, when I think back to my childhood, I'm like, I guess I was kind of athletic, you know, I was good at sports and, you know, I, it was mm-hmm. the era when you'd go to the Sandlot, play baseball or go down the field, play football, <laughs> you know, like you were always outside doing shit. But like, when I think of me now, I'm like, I'm such an introverted inside computer guy, but I'm like, I guess I really wasn't always. It just,
1: i became like yeah that. <laughs> you know uh so you, who's your is okc your nba team
0: oh yeah has to be now i will say before
1: yeah, like a second
0: uh before okc became okc i always loved the sonics uh because i loved gary payton so like growing up i didn't like michael jordan because he was too good um like i understood he was good but like i wasn't going to cheer for the best player that's never been my mo i'll never be like that and so i didn't really want to i didn't like jordan i liked Gary Payton and I liked Charles Barkley and I like Charles Barkley because he had a second Genesis game called Barkley shut up and jam so like yeah, as you'll see shut up and, jam. and uh so Kobe came out and like I loved Kobe you know like I'm still to this day like I don't understand how LeBron's above Kobe well, I mean show me the goddamn rings show me the ring you know like I'm mm-hmm. one of those guys but uh I loved Kobe <laughs> and uh I understand how inefficient he is and all that shit but like, he just was my dude you know growing <laughs> up and watching him and all that and yeah, then yeah once miss Kobe, man. once OKC got the thunder, you know, like, it changed the game. Like it's so much different living in a state where no NBA team compared to living in a state that now has its own oh, team. Had, like, yeah. you, like people care. Like you know, these old guys I work with, like yeah. they're like, You watched the game last night? Like, whereas in before that, no one, you know, I had friends, I guess, that watched basketball, but like, I don't know, it just was different. Like you know, people didn't care like that. So uh we've been we're the most spoiled fan base. We've been nothing but great ever since they came to the Thunder. We've had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, you know, James Harden, Paul, all these great people. And then as soon as like this year, when we're like, All right, we're gotta rebuild like the casual fans are like this is bullshit and it's like guys no one has been this good this long like ever like i think we got to chill
1: out like this is the the cycle you know so like yeah it's true. you forget that they you know they're new the thunder people not that aren't from oklahoma forget that like me myself i forgot that so uh yeah they're obviously so they traded cp3 right
0: yeah, they traded him to the Suns. Uh, they've traded. That's fun. That's fun. They basically traded everyone off. They even traded Stephen Adams, which I was hoping they would keep Stephen Adams to be their mascot forever. But they traded him the Pelicans. <laughs> I have no idea how he's going to work at the Pelicans <laughs> or Zion, but whatever. Uh, anyway, they trade everybody off. They're given to Shea Gildress Alexander and then whoever the future is. Honestly, oh. Lou Dort last year, everyone's already Fox, forgot.
1: Yeah. Lou, the worst team, bro
0: Lou Dort is, is amazing. I'm honestly, if uh, I used to do this like NBA preview pod with my homie Dom every year, but he never uh, he has. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to probably project the Thunder to make the eighth seed, which I know is stupid because they're probably really? going to try to tank. But I could just see a world in which Lou Dort comes in as the hardened killer of the bubble. Lou Dort,
1: know. Who the fuck is that?
0: So last year they had this undrafted guy that played at Arizona State and he where's where's it James Harden played at and they brought him in around All-Star sure. break and he start he was starting he went from undrafted rookie to starting and then Goddamn. that's who they... The Thunder, when they played the Rockets and the bubble, that's who they put on James Harden. And he was holding James Harden alive. Oh,
1: like, that's right. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's like a lockup motherfucker. I remember that. Yeah, but he
0: also does... I mean, he can dunk and do layup. You know, he has a little bit of offense. So, for whatever yeah. reason... This shot
1: is weird, but it was playoff.
0: Right. Like, I'm just... uh I, I just want you know to make it fun. That's who I'm going to be looking at. We also have a young guy, Darius Baisley, who's uh, very you know could be
1: a, a long shot. But like, I
0: enjoy this. You, I enjoy being some
1: wishful thinking to think they're going to get a Nate. See, no offense. Oh yeah, they man, probably won't.
0: They I, probably won't. But you know what? Everyone thought the fucking <laughs> Pelicans were going to do it last year, and it didn't happen. You know they fucking like people people, (laughs) and last year the thunder had a two percent chance to make the playoffs and they made it so like people talk all the shit they want but last year they everyone said they were down and out with chris paul you know
1: so well you never know but if i was a betting man i'm gonna tell you they're gonna be one of the worst in the league but i'll pray for you mo
0: (laughs) they might be going for this cade cunningham who's the hot that he's gonna be the best prospect next year they're i mean they're saying he's like a once in a generation type talent so um so, uh, I anyway, I'm still going to watch basketball. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if my team's good or not. I'm going to watch all the games and fucking love it. And I listen to so many basketball second, podcasts.
1: If they, if they get last place, do you have a backup team? Um,
0: all my backup teams are kind of shitty. You know, like I always like the Sacramento Kings cause their colors. I always think oh, like, man. like when I'm playing 2k, you know, if I'm not going to go to the thunder, fuck it, let's go to the Kings. I'll bring them up, you know, they're for the, cause they're so <laughs> shitty. Um, I can't like the Lakers, you know, even though I loved Kobe, I think I just, I I don't know. I can't, I don't like LeBron. I just don't like LeBron. That's all there is to it. So I'm not going to like the Lakers and uh, he cries too much. And um, the Clippers, you know, (laughs) they kind of went out like bitches last year. I guess Portland's a pretty fun team to watch. You know, as an Oklahoma city Thunder fan, I shouldn't like Portland because Dame Willard hitting that three pointer over Paul George. But honestly, that shit was funny as fuck. Even as a Thunder fan, that was hilarious. Cause Paul George is like, that's good defense. And it's like, well, obviously it's not or whatever. So no, not good enough. Um, anyway. Yeah.
1: Love the NBA. Enjoy it a lot. Good idea. Okay. I got a question for you. Yeah, ma'am. Tell us about your crack cocaine experience.
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah. So I, I done some drugs back in the day. And one time I, I did crack and I was like, I honestly don't think it's that good. I mean, that was really the full, the full story. So
1: you like, so you did not get high
0: or what happened? Uh, I mean, maybe for like a second, like it just didn't last long. Honestly, <laughs> I had done worse things at this point. So I think right. Uh, and comparatively, I was expecting so much more. And, uh, there's this documentary I loved in, in college called The American Drug War. Uh, and it talked about yeah. crack cocaine and how like the first time you would do it, you would get your bell rung. And it's like the most euphoric feeling of like that's the thing everyone chases every time is that one second when they first hit crack for the first time. So I think I just had <laughs> I was just really hyped up in my head. And then when I tried it, I was your like, expectations, yeah. I was like, cocaine's way better. Which of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> like it's not fucking cut down oh, yeah. and with all this other shit. Like, but uh I don't know. In my head I just right. expected it to be the shit.
1: So I didn't know if there was any like we couldn't talk about, but I guess not. So
0: nah. no cool, one but, will, no um, one's gonna stick out this long. And if so, uh <laughs> it's been over seven years, so I can't go to jail for it. And um it wasn't like a great part of my life, you know. I was dating this crazy Person and uh may and because of that was making crazy decisions, you know. Or I don't guess I shouldn't blame that you person, but it was all part of the same thing.
1: Yeah. No, did you ever do it again after that? Um. No, I,
0: I never found it either, though. You know, like no one's ever offered me crack right. since then.
1: Yeah, um, I don't feel like there's a lot of crack dealers out there.
0: I'm one of those. <laughs> I'll try anything twice, type of people, you know. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to see that the first time was legit or not.
1: Yeah, I, I'll not doing that but it's your life you know right i mean
0: i think you definitely should i think the majority of people shouldn't i just think i have a history <laughs> of realizing i'm not getting addicted to things that some other people were or at least i overcome overcoming very quickly um so have you never
1: got addicted to anything
0: i mean i think i'm clearly addicted to pot uh
1: but that's not is that a real thing though they say you
0: can't be, but I think you can be addicted to the habitualness of it. And, like, I, for instance, I have quit. I love it. You love know, Like, you know, I've quit for a few d- weeks or whatever before. as like a tea break. It's what they call it to kind of lower your tolerance. Um, and in those moments, for me, the first three days of like not smoking pot is like unbearably boring. Like, everything's irritating and shit. But, like, that's not a big deal. You know, you can get over that. I'm not fucking having the shakes. I'm coming off heroin. So. Right. No, way different. But, like, I smoked cigarettes for over 10 years and i had to have shantix to get off of it and i'm so glad i did you know i can't bu- i can't even Im- believe i haven't smoked cigarettes for the last two years because i you know i i loved cigarettes for so long um
1: but yeah so I'm did trying. you see that thing? Did you- sorry to interrupt uh did you see the thing about weed um being like decriminalized or um that was just through the
0: house of representatives uh so it hasn't passed all congress have to go through the senate and they're not going to because they get all these republicans get paid off by private prisons in their shitty states you know in oklahoma we have a bunch of prisons so we're all about keeping people locked up
1: it's legal there in oklahoma right
0: medicinally it is but only here in the last two years and it it really came up out of nowhere. I would have never thought it would have happened in Oklahoma. And it went from like, like within four months, it went from like an idea to it was on the ballot. Like it was so fast, like because the state, the state uh, Senate, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything about it. Every time it came up, they'd say, we're not hearing it. We're not doing it. So then eventually some, you know, uh, organization got a bunch of signatures, and we had like, and we had like, extremely lax wording on a lot of it, and so mm-hmm. now the state government's trying to come in and apply all these extra things on top of it. But if they would have just done it themselves the first time, you know, like, it's just an a uh, an example of the the man oh, yeah. not understanding what the citizens want. And then there's like dispensaries fucking oh. everywhere. It's crazy.
1: Oh really? Wow. That's
0: like, cool. I think there's like twenty in this town I'm in. <laughs>
1: I got a quick question for you. So, me as a dad, right, having a few kids, I don't really smoke, um, but I'm literally like looking for something like recently, just recently to like help with anger, frustration, and like just calming down a bit because I don't know. I just kind of came to this realization, but like, live with, I just start getting irritated and annoyed by them. And like, obviously, you know, with kids, it's not crazy. It's not crazy, but, um, do you think like smoking would, would actually help with that? Um, I mean, I think it de- affects everyone
0: differently. You know, I don't think there's a one right answer. I mean, for instance, some people yeah. smoke pot and they get super fucking paranoid. So I don't think that would help, but, and also different strains do different things and different strains do different things to different right. people. Like uh, people that act like, you know, one strain does the same thing and everyone's also kind of wrong, which it's weird yeah. that it's that deep. Um, you know, again, I'm biased. So like, yeah, when I'm angry at stuff, uh, you know, if I smoke some (laughs) pot, it makes me not think about it. And then I'm not as angry, you know? Um, I think for honestly, for me, the thing that helps me not be angry is deleting social media or getting off social media. Like I just find myself getting so frustrated at shit that has nothing to do with anything, you know? And it's like,
1: yeah, I don't get like frustrated at social media, but I fucking like I, I hate it
0: sometimes. I really do. Right. I mean, I don't get frustrated like where I actively know I'm frustrated, but I realize I'm getting frustrated and I feel like it's because I'm watching, you know, because earlier that day I saw someone's post about how, you know, they, they're on a yacht or some shit. And, you know, here I am <laughs> not on a yacht you know or whatever like you get mad at other people for that shit or what i don't think like i said i don't think it's like something i'm aware of at the moment but i do think it's something that's happening like in your subconscious i think for instance like we True see all angry. these we see all these streaming numbers and i didn't share mine on twitter i shared them on instagram because no. it was a cooler place to do it i guess um but i know like some of them are fake and shit you know like i know people have got me on playlists right. or like or there's homies you know running me on repeat or some shit so i feel weird bragging about right. it and um then at the same time you have somebody posting, you know, they got three million streams or something, and I'm like, well, their music's not that good. And then you know, it just makes you start to be like <laughs> negative and stuff. And like, I hate that I am that yeah. way, but there are times where I'm like, I just gotta quit looking at fucking social media because it don't help anybody. Sure. You know, so
1: that's social media is wack, wow, dude. Like the only reason I'm still on is because of music. I on like I've already deleted Facebook. I rarely go on Facebook, but um if i didn't have music i would be i think i would just fucking delete it all right and
0: uh i mean i definitely i enjoy twitter way more than the rest you know because it seems like people at least try to twitter is my favorite and uh you know they're not just about click my link and i'll click your link you know whatever so i enjoy twitter um and yeah i've made some good friends you know through the internet friends and all that um it's it's definitely been cool so, but anyway, man, yeah, I think like we sure. got to wrap this up because it's been going on forever. Um, yeah, so no I'll let everyone know you have your album out uh, today called yes, Underground sir. Diamonds. And that's right. So everyone go look that up on Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer All or right. Amazon or Google or I don't know, whatever, the, Napster. Um,
1: All that shit. we got and Mo, and he did the beat for Don't Stop. He did the beat for Elephant. He's also featured on both those um so shout out to you for doing that bro. do you have any other producers
0: featuring on there that that i would know of yeah i
1: got a few so um do you know who steve mac is uh no not really maybe seen him around so he's maybe. uh from new zealand which is awesome and he uh produced the second song on the album called blasphemy as well as he's he did a verse on that as well and super cool dude um really fucking good rapper dude like i think He's very underrated. He does not have a lot of attention that he should have, but uh, and it, dude, he fucking the the shit he did producing it was so good. Um, so shout out to Steve Mack. Make sure everybody that listens this checks him out. He can really fucking rip it, and he's on um, like the same shit I'm on with making like motivational type music. And again, he's from New Zealand, so like I think that's dope. But he did that, and then um, uh, DBZ. You know DBZ, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm familiar.
1: He uh. He produced um, "Meaning of It All." He did the mix on that, um, so shout out to him for doing that. Even though he's kind of a dick, <laughs> but uh, shout out to him for doing that. And <laughs> let's see who else. I think there was one other person on there, and then my my own producer. Um, his name's Adrian Vasquez. Uh, he goes by Boomchi Music on Instagram. Who is fired? He is like such a good producer. Um, super cool guy. We're like really good friends now um basically produced every other track besides those the ones you did um dbz and i think that's it but um really cool that you know all the artists uh a handful of the artists that were on there produce uh their own tracks. so i think that's like i just think that's awesome right well there's a lot of us uh
0: rapper producers these days uh and it's only growing yep. So yeah well all right man well i'm gonna play uh our song don't stop uh, off of the album here at the end uh, so everyone can hear that and then uh, go check out your shit man Uh, anything before you get out of here
1: no thanks so much Mo thanks for having me appreciate everything you do and uh, shout out to everybody listening Uh, make sure you're checking out this dude's podcast his music spinoffs and his music super good dude for the underground so appreciate you yeah man peace peace
2: So sporadic way I go, so fantastic, nothing average It's a classic ball hog, never pass a Living lavish, hell savage and if for the cabbage, that's why Keep going, don't stop Keep going, don't stop Keep going, won't stop Keep going, won't stop Yeah, never gonna stop till I'm at the fucking top Watch him drop, watch him flop, ask me what I got Bitch, I gotta lie, give a fuck what you thought I am everything you're not, gonna rise while you rock Keep going, don't stop Keep going, don't stop Keep going, won't stop Keep going, won't stop Can't stop me, can't play me, can't phase me Too gravy, working hard, like the Navy Drinking crazy, John Daly Going off, on the daily Half Jewish, Israeli Four words, fuck you, pay me Can't you hear them, I swear they're telling me Keep going, don't stop Keep going, don't stop Keep going, won't stop Keep going, won't stop Keep going, don't stop Keep going, don't stop Keep going, won't stop Keep going, won't stop They pleading, don't stop As if I'm not in Perpetual emotion, I'm moving forward. No matter which direction I've chosen,
0: I got the form and the focus. I gotta win and I know it. At night, I'm chasing my dreams. Then I awaken, it seems that I've been living my dreams. Yeah, I've been blessed with this life. No, I'm not giving it up. I keep refilling my cup. They try to knock it out my hands, but I'm not dripping the drop. We party on plots, we party your blocks. Believe it or not, the cemetery sent me to rock. It's Bentley Grave. Yard, resin bowl, no, we won't stop. Bentley graveyard, resin bowl,
2: no, we can't stop. Bentley graveyard, resin bowl, no, we don't stop. Won't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, won't stop. Keep going, won't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, won't stop. Keep going, won't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Keep going, won't stop keep going won't stop keep going don't stop keep going don't stop keep going won't stop keep going won't stop keep going
0: won't stop keep Keep growing my own pot only thing i know is i don't know a lot That's the only place we're going and we're going to the top man i'm going through a lot but the world keeps spinning how we go stop it? we're supposed to be winning yeah dubstep and we call that rhythm choose a weapon don't matter fuck who we kidding chill fam Whoa, mo, understand? I stay stone, rather stay home, ready. hear my name moan. Case closed, stay cold, my face froze. Keep going on these tracks like a locomotive. Call my throat with soda and my spit corrosive. Hope you know the ropes, cause it shit's explosive. Like diarrhea for your diary notes, bitch. Won't stop like abusive dads with the throat chops. Won't see the growth stop trying to turn the game inside out. You know how the way that I folks sucks. Have my own thoughts and I don't stock with the quotes her uh, own ops. And I'm so numb. I'm not the one to get funny with it. Not always sunny and I'm actually cool. I'm just talking shit, but actually that's the deal. I could kill probably. If you catch me outside like Dr. Phil Catch me in the ride when I'll be popping pills to so garden will one rub side and you know the deal
2: Yeah <laughs>